to you about this morning. So in Genesis one twenty six, it says, And then God said, Let us make human beings in our image and in our likeness. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the wild animals on the earth, the small animals that scurry on the ground. So God created human beings, and we've talked about this in the past, but you're not a human doing or a human having. You're a human, hallelujah, you're a human being in his own image. And in the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. And then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and over all the animals that scurry on the ground. And then God said, look, I've given you every herb, bearing seed, um, every herb-bearing plant, rather, throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life, and that is what Happen. And what I want to help you understand here is, is that he says that he's given us every herb-bearing plant and the fruit of the trees to be our food and every green plant for food for all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky and so on and so forth. And you say, okay, well, God gave us food, right? Now, if we go and look at our food now, our food is not always green. It's not always fruit. It's not always uh, seed-bearing plants. A lot of our food is highly processed food and so on and so forth. And you think, oh boy, he's going to talk about the donuts after this. And oh man, listen, enjoy a donut. My goodness, be, live a whole life. But I also want to make sure that you begin to understand the importance of the quality of the food that God has designed for you and how that works inside your body. And I'm going to show you an image in a little bit, not quite yet, but I'm going to show you an image in a little bit to help you begin to understand how important these herb-bearing seeds, these green plants, are for your body. But before I do that, I want it, to, it's interesting because I read from you, for you, Genesis 1, but now I'm going to jump into Genesis 2. And it, what's interesting about all of this is that God says that he created all this and he blessed all of this. And then it's like Genesis 2 comes around and then it's like he does it again. What I want you to understand is, is what's on the mind of you or what's on the mind of God is going to happen inside before it's going to happen on the outside. It's going to happen here before it happens there. And you got to understand, God's given you a measure of faith. God's given you an imagination. God's given you the ability to see beyond what you see today. TJ had a little thing on uh, our, our social media platform yesterday, and he was talking about the same thing. He's like, you can go as far as you can see. You can go as far as you can. You can't go any farther than you can see because you don't know what's on the other side. But the more you can start to move forward with who you are in Christ, this wholeness lifestyle, this, this I'm empowered for greatness and God has given me everything that I need to be a success in my life. And I'm not just talking about money, but I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about fulfillment. I'm talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about many, many other things. But if you never venture out, if you never begin to imagine what it's going to be, it will never become because you can't see it. But every step that you'll take by faith towards what God has for you in your life, every step reveals a new horizon. 
Every step that I take forward, I can see a little bit further now. And the more you can see, the better your life is going to be. The more full your life is going to be. So in Genesis 2, we go into a whole other chapter. And it says, And when God made the earth and the heavens, neither uh, wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. Well, it said in the first one that they were growing, and that's what they were. But it says, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And we're going to talk about the importance of that because God created you from the ground. Where man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. And the Lord God planted the garden, uh, a, uh, a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he placed man and, uh, that he had made. Now, it's also interesting to me that he placed him in a garden. He placed him in a garden. And it says he made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees were beautiful that produced delicious fruit. And in the middle of the garden uh, placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. And a river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and dividing it into four branches. The first branch, called Pishon, flowed around the entire land of Hivala, where the gold was found. The gold uh, of that land was exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stone were also found there. Now, I don't want to get into all the details here, but it's interesting to me how he's talking about food, how he's talking about wealth. All in this garden, everything that a person would need. And it says the gold of that land was exceedingly pure. It says the second branch called Gihon flowed around the entire land of Cush. And the third branch called the Tigris flowed from the land of Ashur. And the fourth branch is called Euphrates. And, the God, and then God placed the, um, the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and to watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of every tree that you see here, except the tree of the knowledge of both good and of evil. And if you eat its fruit, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who, will, who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed the ground of all the animals and all the birds of the sky. So it's interesting that all of the animals and all of the people were birthed out of the soil of the earth. And he, he, he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And he chose the name for each one. He gave all, names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But there was still no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, first time of anesthesia, right there, praise the Lord. While the man slept, the Lord God took one of man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last the man exclaimed, This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman, because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and his mother, is joined to his wife, and the two are united as one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Now, there's so much effort out there that goes towards getting stuff. 
Just get stuff, get stuff, get stuff. And what I want to help you understand here is that when your focus is on what's out there and it's not really on what's in here and what your body really needs to, I mean, really, really thrive on this earth, you're going to have such an outward focus of what you can get out there that you're going to miss bigger things that are happening inside of you. How many people have gone to the doctor and they've you've said, well, you know, I'm feeling a little tired lately. I can't sleep as well as I did. And they say, ah, you're just getting old. You're just getting old. I'm telling you the truth that I don't believe you're just getting old. I believe that that is a mechanism of your body that says, hey, listen, something's not working right in here. Let's work together. Let's find the solution to this. And let's actually start to build our health again. But you've got to understand that he's given you every herb bearing seed as food for you. And there's something that I learned from Bishop a long time ago, and it's the law of first mention. The law of first mention. When it's talking about food, and it's the law of first mention about food, it doesn't mean that you have to live some legalistic life that says, oh, i got to eat all my vegetables every day. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can't have a donut, and I can't go out for barbecue, or whatever it is that you enjoy. But what it does mean is that you have to pay attention to that thing. You do have to recognize that God has given you those herb-bearing seeds as food for your body. And, and listen, you know, at the end of the day, that food can literally be as powerful or more powerful than the medication that you're taking. I got some amens. All right. Praise the Lord. I want to show you uh, a picture here, um, if you could put that up for me, of food. And what you don't realize about food is that there's actually light in food. So what you're seeing here is light that is emanating from food. And you've got to understand that you are the light of the world. And I'm going to show you another image after this one, but I want to talk about this for a minute because you can see the cooked tomato, the raw tomato, the cooked broccoli, raw broccoli, cooked meat, raw meat. Can you see that this image is a little blurred because it's so big? But you can see the difference in the amount of light from one to the other. And the reason I wanted to show you this is because, number one, I want you to understand there's something more to the food that you're eating, that piece of broccoli, than just the vitamins and the minerals and the antioxidants, the, that kind of thing. There's actually energy inside of that that was taken from the sun through photosynthesis, and it's literally in that plant. Now, the difference between you and a plant is, is that you are not getting photosynthesis from the sun. The plant is. And so you've got to understand that you need to eat the plant to get that kind of energy in your body and to keep you healthy. So if you could switch to the next slide, this is a slide of what they call a thermal image of the body. Anybody ever seen one of these before? So this isn't an x-ray. This is actually looking at the energy of the body. And you can see there's dark red, there's blue, there's green. There's a lot of different colors here. And what you've got to understand is that red that you're seeing there, that's inflammation. That's hot. That's heat. And that is really too much heat for the body. But you can also see different areas of the body where it's blue. Do you see where it's blue? 
Blue means that there's not enough energy there. It's cold. It's, it's cooling and, and those kinds of things. So I want to help you relate to the idea that your food and the light that's in that food through the photosynthesis that God created the food to do that through and the nutrients that it pulls from the ground are all essential to making sure that a body like this can remain at a right balance of energy in their body. I also want to help you understand that you are a human what? Being. Well, what are you being? What is a state of being? A state of being is a state of the energy that I'm in. I'm frustrated, I'm happy, I'm joyful, I'm, I'm whatever it is, my state of being. I assure you, you couldn't hand me your state of being because it's not tangible. But I'll also tell you that stress, intangible, can become physical distress on your body. And all of a sudden, the energy of your body can begin to change. How many people have had, a, a, well, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many people know someone who's had a really stressful time in their life, and all of a sudden, they got a medical diagnosis, something or another? Or you get the cold, the flu, the, you know, those kinds of things. It's because all of that energy in your body that's there to heal and repair you and do all of that kind of stuff, there's resistance in the body now to be able to do what it already knows to do. And you think, well, I don't know how that works in my body. And yet, it's known by every person in this room. Not known as known up here, but it's known. We've got to begin to understand that how we think and the energy associated with those thoughts are literally triggering the behaviors that we're going to do, and those behaviors are going to turn into the results of our lives. And I want to make sure that every single man and woman of God understands that they can take care of this temple of the Holy Spirit. You can take care of this thing. And when you do and you provide it with the right balance of nature and of nurture, it has the ability to heal and repair itself. It does. I'm telling you, when you go into a deep state of sleep, which I showed you that several weeks ago, and how sleep is nothing but a change of frequency of the brain, it's all it is, so it's energy, and how that subconscious begins to take over. It begins to, I mean, do supernatural things inside of this natural body. Because you got to understand, before anything, you are a spirit. You live in a body. But you've got this garden even inside of yourself, you really think about it, because there's this tree of life, and then there's this tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. And what you don't want to do is start picking from the wrong tree because it's going to produce something that you would not want, something that's not going to be sustainable in your life long term. Many of you in this room are, are dealing with significant medical issues. I'm telling you, learn to take care of your body. Learn to get in touch with what your body actually needs. Understand the importance of these herb-bearing seeds. Understand the importance of these green plants, these things that God has placed on the earth. Somehow, the earth did just fine without modern-day medicine. I went through some of the statistics last week of what we face through bankruptcy because of a loss of health. And it's the leading cause of bankruptcy in our country. We have the highest cost of health care in the world, and we have almost the highest incidence of disease in the world. This is the United States of America. And so you, if you're depending on a medical system to do what God has already provided for you, 
and you're not willing to adopt the nature in which he's given to you to say, you can do this. Here it is. I'm going to show you where it is. I'm going to show you how to use it. I'm going to show you how you're going to live forever is really the plan of God for Adam and Eve at that time because sin had not yet entered the earth. And he's giving them the keys on how to live a long, vital life. It's powerful stuff. It's powerful, powerful stuff. And this doesn't replace the word of God. Listen, I'm talking about a whole life. But if we don't talk about what you can do naturally to actually stimulate that healing response of your body, then we might get confused. We might get pushed to one ditch and then to the other and not really understand the fullness and the wholeness that God has provided. What I find interesting in the word of God about food is that this is how the Jewish people actually related to the religious uh, uh, society of the day. And so they had seven different what? Feasts, right? So they're relating food to their actual practice of religion of their relationship with God. And the most beautiful part about these seven feasts as I walk you through these is it's not just about the food, it's also about the revelation of Jesus Christ that came through this food and through these feasts. So the first one was Passover. And so in Passover, they had to actually paint blood on the doors, right? And when they painted the blood, they went up and down and they went side to side. And there's the cross of Jesus Christ. There's the blood of Jesus Christ. There was a second feast, the, un, the feast of unleavened bread. Jesus is the bread of life. The yeast represents the sin inside of us and how Jesus is going to liberate these people in the future through the coming of, uh, uh, through the time when he came. There's also the Feast of First Fruits. And the first, first Fruits was where the Jewish uh, people would come and thank and honor God and with, with their first fruits. And it says, and, and, and really how that really ties to Jesus is Jesus was the first, first fruits of many descendants. And so here we have this relationship with food. And we have this relationship with the Son of God. And as you continue down through here, you're going to see more and more of how Jesus is revealed through these feasts. You had the feast, uh, the feast of weeks or uh, otherwise known as Pentecost. And this is the feast where uh, there were three feasts. And there were exactly seven weeks after the, the feast of the first fruits. So it's called Pentecost, which means 50 days. And Jesus said, go and wait in the upper room, and I will send you the Holy Spirit. And he will dwell in you. So you've got to realize these feasts were not only of food that these people were eating, but they were also feasts in terms of revealing Jesus Christ in the earth. The Feast of Trumpets was the next one. And Jesus' return from the rapture uh, for the church is, is the revelation of that, that this is going to come. He's going to come with the sound of a trumpet. And he's going to reap his church. He's going to pull his church back in. Then there's the Day of Atonement, and this is the other feast. 
make atonement for their sins. And the priests would go in and they would, you know, lay all this out. But this, these were all feasts. This was all around food. This was all around, hey, we're going to honor God with our food. We're going to honor God with our spiritual walk. And we're going to honor God with our, our ability to want to have more of that in our lives. The Feast of, of, of the Day of Atonement is the, the atonement that Jesus provides for the forgiveness of all your sins. All of them. Every single one of them. And the last feast is the Feast of Tabernacles. And this is a feast where Jesus promises that he will be in us and through us. We are in him. He is in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this is what Jesus' plan was from the beginning. He, if you remember when I read in Genesis, it said God breathed the breath of life into that man and he became a living human. You've got to understand when Adam and Eve sinned, God came back down to the garden and he said, where are you? Where, where have you gone? And he said, well, we're hiding over here because we're afraid, because we have shame. And what you've got to realize is, is that in that moment that they sinned, that was the first time that God was separated from mankind. And you live this whole Old Testament realization of, of this forecoming of a Jesus that is going to be there to, for, uh, to, to provide forgiveness for all of your sins later. But the real plan of God for me was, yes, my sins would be forgiven so that I could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so that I could receive the Holy Spirit, so I could become the indweller of the Holy Spirit once again. And there would be no more separation between man and God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I have seen countless people over the years, and, you know, they, they love God. They love Jesus. And, I mean, it's incredible their walk with God, but they, they don't take care of themselves. They don't take care of themselves. And I can see sometimes people can't quite get the revelation that they need or, or the insight they need from God because of their lack of health and the distractions that that cause, causes. And not to mention all of the, the medications that we have to take and the strength of some of those medications. I'm telling you, I've seen really great people, men and women of God, that have lived, I mean, an amazing life, but sickness began to take over their life. And it cuts their life short. It cuts their ministry short. It cuts everything that God has planned for them short. And I tell you, until you've received a serious diagnosis, you don't quite realize how distracting that can become. How debilitating that can become. How much worry that can begin to stir up in someone that says, my goodness, I, you know, the doctor just told me this. And yes, we as the church are going to be here. And yes, Jesus is going to be here. Yes, by his stripes you were healed. But the thing that I know about grace, which healing is grace. It is. It's like, man, alive. I, I, I could have done better and I didn't. And I'm raising my hand first. I didn't do better. But by the grace of God, I can be healed. But I'm telling you, that's not the only way you can be healed. You can stay healed. 
You can own healing in your body. You can say, you know what, I'm going to do my very best every single day. And you're still going to fall short. But your mindset is, I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to put into my body what God said to put there. And I'm going to see what my body will begin to do. And you might be pleasantly surprised because at the clinic that I, I run, we get people off of medications every day. How do we do that? We just give the people what God said to give them. There's no magic bullet out there, guys. There's no magic pill. There's no magic diet out there. There's no such thing. That's all made up. So they can buy the book and, you know, you can learn and all that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, there's no magic bullet. You need to do your part. God will always be there to do his part. And the moment you guys get together in faith and belief and doing what I know to do is the moment that God can touch your life. And I'll tell you, these are waters that you'll never thirst in your life again for the things that you're thirsting for today. This is not a message to condemn you and to, oh my goodness, and you know, I got to do better and all, geez. And you know, some of you came to me after uh, the last service and you're just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go into all this now. No, 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 don't misunderstand me. Don't run from one ditch and go clear to the other. Don't do that. No. Take your medication every day as prescribed by your doctor, okay? Don't abandon the medical system. Don't do that. But learn how to do what you can do. And so as you're going in for new blood work or whatever it is, and all of a sudden the doctor goes, well, I don't know how that happened. You know, I don't know how that blood sugar came down to normal. I don't, you know, what's going on here? Man, you're almost hypoglycemic. I got to take you off the medication, just say, that's all right, bro. That, that's cool, man. I, hey, I'm just glad to hear my, 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 my blood sugar is normal. You see what I'm saying? Let every herb-bearing seed produce the life that God put in it to produce the life that he put in here to maintain this thing. And I promise you, your body will do amazing, amazing things. Some of you can't sleep, and you think, oh, it's, you know, I'm just, I just can't sleep. Well, it, it could be a micronutrient deficiency where you can't sleep. It could be a hormone deficiency that you can't sleep. It could be your stress to the max, and that's causing all of this stuff over here. I'm just here to tell you, you got to get back in tune with your body. Most of us lead in our lives with our head rather than with our head and our body. One should not be leading the other. I talked to you guys uh, several months back, and I told you that you actually have neurons in your gut. You have neurons in your, in your heart. You have neurons in your brain. And I told you about that study where they actually, you know, you've, you've seen that video where you're on Facebook, and it's some pleasant thing, and then the monster jumps out, you know, and you fall off your chair and pee all over yourself? Yeah. Well, they did that with people. They did that with people, and they were monitoring the neurons in the heart, the brain, and the gut. And guess which one responded first? The heart. Consistently. In fact, the heart responded ahead of the actual event. You see, there is a supernatural realm. What the Bible's talking about is 100 
billion percent true, but most of us live in our heads. We live in what we know, and therefore we never really tap into this incredible intelligence that's on the inside of us. That's trying to tell us, hey, you know, instead of doing that donut today, let's do these things today. It's all right. You know, I know it's, I shouldn't pick on donuts today. Praise the Lord. It's donuts for dads. I'm going to have a donut today. Praise the Lord. Huh? You going to have a donut with me? All right. Well, we're going to have donut today. A donut. Praise the Lord. I want to keep you healthy. I want, I want to keep you on this earth so vibrant and full of energy and a brain that works amazing and, you know, uh, uh, this, this healing response in the body that's regenerating new cells in your body that are better than the ones that it had before. Your body has the ability to do that. And I want to make sure that I speak for that all the days of my life. Proverbs 3, 7 through 8. It says, don't be impressed with all your wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on that evil stuff. And then you'll regain, renew, uh, then you'll gain renewed health and vitality. You see, in the middle of that grocery store that you go to and shop is stuff that does not, in my mind and in my view, qualify as food. I want you to start to look at the food that's in your home. I want you to start to examine it. And just because it has a picture of something you're familiarized with with food, start to step back and go, how processed is that food? Because the only way food can stay on the shelf, that, that, all that food in the middle of the grocery store, the only way it can stay on the shelf is if they kill the life that's in the food, the enzymes that's in the food. Because the enzymes are what will break that material down. And when you're consuming the vast majority of your diet with foods that lack enzymes, where do the enzymes have to come from? Me. They have to come from me. I have to produce more and more and more to process this food. The other thing I'd say about food is make sure that you're not eating too much of it. You will be amazed of how little food you need to eat in a given day. It is scary to think about when, when I look at what I eat in a given day and I think, okay, I'm still walking around at 178 pounds and I'm eating maybe, maybe 1,600 calories in a day. I have energy. I ride my bike every day. I'm, I, I work long hours. I'm just telling you that there's this, there's this opportunity that lives on the inside of you that's there to produce things beyond where you are today. There's things that are there that I could be acting on and I could eliminate this and I could eliminate that and this, that, and the other where my body would, I believe, even go to a higher level. But I also want to say this. I want to encourage all of you to enjoy your life as well. Don't live some legalistic life. When you see something and you think, man, I really would like to have that, I promise you when I see that thing, I am going to act on it, praise the Lord. But when I see it, I already know that I'm about 75% plant-based in my volume of food for that day, that week, that whatever. So I, I give myself 20 to 25% that says I can have whatever I want as long as I'm maintaining that, right? So 
increase the amount of nutrient-dense food. Don't try to do it through supplements, and here's a couple reasons why. One is supplements are extremely expensive, and where did they come from? The plants. They came from the plants. So don't think, oh gosh, I take these eight supplements, but I eat, you know, like this, that your body's going to be able to respond to that and know what to do with that, okay? Um, I take supplements because I know that the pH of the soil has been diminished significantly due to over-farming. And so even though I'm eating a healthy diet, I'm not getting all the micronutrients I could have gotten 50, 60 years ago because all of our topsoils where? Down in the Gulf of Mexico. Go take a picture of that. All that topsoil has been rushed off right down into the Gulf of Mexico. So if you are to take supplements, make sure that you're eating a whole food diet, okay? So that's everything I had for diet today. I'm going to talk a little bit about fasting next week and what that is, talking about a fasted life next week. You're not going to want to miss this because fasting is now actually scientifically proven, if you were here last week, to increase longevity and quality of life. So it's not just about what you are eating, it's also what, where you're going to give your organs a, a chance to recover by not eating at all. Okay? We all good? All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning for this opportunity to come together as the body of Christ. I thank you, Father God, that you begin to stir up inside of us that we are the caretakers of these temples, Father God. We are the caretakers of these bodies. And it all begins in the mind. It all begins in the soul to renew our minds that, hey, you know what? I can do better for this body. I can give it what it needs so that it can do what I need it to do to win people to Christ, to build the kingdom of God, to have longevity on this earth and then not just have a life that I, I get so far and then I get so sick, but praise the Lord, I get so far and I get to carry on. And I just thank you, Father God, for your word I thank you for your insight, your wisdom, Father God. All that you've given to us, Father God, to heal and repair our bodies, Lord God, through nature and what you've created and how it supports us and gives us that, that light that we need inside of our bodies, that energy, that balanced energy in our bodies, Father God. And I just thank you, Father God, that as we partake, Father God, of food, that we give thanks for that food, that we taste that food, that we experience that food for the experience that you have made for us to have. And I thank you, Father God, as we make these little changes, as we develop more awareness about how we can care for these temples better, that, Father God, we'll just start to take those little steps. And as we take those little steps, Lord God, I just thank you for health that will naturally begin to reproduce after its own kind inside of that body, the intelligence of the body, just literally having everything that it needs, Father God, to create a, a life of health. For some of you in here that need to get your lives right with Jesus Christ, and I want to make sure you're given that opportunity, and I want you to say this prayer with me this morning to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart, I just want to have you slip your hand up and acknowledge that this morning. Hallelujah. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Hallelujah. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Eyes open, looking around. Hey, guys, go out here and enjoy a donut on the way out of here. Okay? But do me a favor, and bigger than that, do yourself a favor. Start to make some healthier choices in your life. Start to bring that herb-bearing seed back into your life, those green things back into your life. And I promise you, you may find yourself in a situation where health begins to retake over and overpower many of the diseases that you're facing. God bless you all, and uh, stay, stay for second service. Uh, pastor Barb's going to have a great message for us as well. If you need any prayer this morning, we'll have our pastors and elders here as well. God bless you all.